Welcome to Under the Vogan Villa. A podcast encouraging the extraordinary, questioning societal rules and taking action on a daily basis. Finding ways to create a life of freedom and true joy while still kind of contributing to society. Becoming the version of yourself that is best for you, the people around you and the world. This is Lexi Monzelio and... Lawrence. Just Lawrence. <laughs> okay, now we're testing. Testing. <laughs> testing. 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 <laughs> Welcome to the episode you've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, how to stay positive when shit gets really bad. We have a really good friend of ours in the st- studio apartment today, Brettfield. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's my happy voice. And Positive. he's been like quite a pivotal player in our current life shifting life phase that we're in and we've become super close over the past couple months and one thing we always know to know and see and are all inspired by is that brett is just always fucking positive it's actually sometimes quite irritating (laughs) (laughs) oh can't be sadder So we thought we'd get him on here and chat a little bit about how to stay positive. Um, Because obviously, you know, you are a human being, right? You're not actually a robot. As far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) So there's got to be some nuggets, tips and tricks and things in there to share with the world on how to do that. So welcome to the show. Thanks. I mean, I always like impromptu... Should we record a podcast today? <laughs> hey, are you in Joburg? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> For real though, because otherwise it's very easy to start like building a narrative over time and going like, oh, maybe the, I'll talk about this. Or So I like the fact that we just came up with this idea a couple of hours ago and, ago, and now we're here. So, so that's cool. So yeah. to, to stir the conversation a little bit, I'm going to tell a story that's you told me earlier so in the car um so oh long story short brett is has discovered a new world of passion and talent or not new i suppose it's an old world but but rediscovered it or or ignited it on the fuck fire because it's (laughs) so uh, i should cut to the chase can someone help me here (laughs) you Oh, about his, like, joy. Yes. Yeah, so he, for our engagement party, he started, I don't know, like, working with Copic markers or whatever the fuck, with some pencils and stuff. He'll explain in detail. (laughs) But anyway, so he made a drawing of the place we got engaged at uh, for our engagement gift, which was just so fucking amazing. And then today... I saw. I don't know why today it was so. Did you post it for the first time? No, because incidents. Cause you tell us story. Yeah, somebody. I did a uh, where you, on Instagram where you can ask questions. Like a poll. Oh, a poll. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the first questions thing that I'd put, and the first question was, who or what uh, started inspired. you? Or yeah. In, inspired or started you to start doing art, and it was you guys to do that. Um, that piece for your engagement but look <laughs> maybe we're going to jump a step forward here but the thing was as soon as I knew you guys were getting engaged and that you were having your engagement party immediately that image of where you guys got engaged like immediately it 
came into my mind and I was like, I have to do something with that. Right? Because I'd cool. seen it online. And then you also only posted it in like three different directions. Making it harder. So that I had a reference image. I had to kind of warp it in Photoshop to get like all the angles straight and whatever. Mm. But And you nailed it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Well, no, yeah, kind of, but not, not the first time. But I think one of the things about positivity is like actually just stopping and looking it's very easy to get drawn into the pace of the world and not sit and linger on something for a while and absorb what's rad in the world so like that photo when you first posted them i mean i probably sat and looked at them for like 15 minutes which is not a long time but it is when you look at like flicking through on mm. social media where everything is like one second mm. four seconds like I sat there and went through all the different um, uh, what do you call those Polaroids that were hanging there I went like through them and you know um, so like immediately I knew I wanted to do something there but then I didn't know how so then I just was like, okay, well, maybe I could sketch it. And then I was like, well, let me do a course. And that's, I just did an online course. You did an online course? <laughs> okay. And now um, it's Artist Breadfield, hey? Yeah. Okay, so if you're interested or curious, go look at Artist Breadfield on Instagram. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Start drawing these little buildings, like little cafes and, and little apartment blocks and little Tuscan villas and, and corporate buildings and like... Asian buildings. It's just alleyways. That alleyway one is my one of my favorites. The road to something. Oh, to Mount Fiji. Mm, it's so beautiful. <laughs> so cool. And so anyway, the actual the actual point of me bringing this up was because early in the car, we were just chatting about it, and Brett was saying that um, his new puppy went into his art room <laughs> and like jumped on his papers. And the, that art paper is fucking hella expensive. First of all. Second of all. You know, it's a little puppy, so obviously you, you can't be mad at the actual dog. And I'm sure, I think you mentioned it was on the back of like a really long shitty day or week or whatever. Yeah. And for the one of the first times, Brett was like, yeah, but I banged my fists on the table. And I hurt, I hurt myself, which was quite bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now I want to ask you, first of all, I mean, obviously that happens from time to time, right? Mm. And in those moments, it's so easy to spiral or go, you just let it get totally out of control or sit with it or let it dwell with you or like kind of burrow into this negative space. So in that moment, what did you do? Like, well, what, what is your act? Like, how do you handle these things? How do you get so, from that point to be Brett again? Brett again. <laughs> so look, there's this idea of like what's the worst case scenario so immediately afterwards I was like I just looked at him and I started laughing at him because now I'm sitting there and I'm pretty sure I'd fractured my hand at the time and I'm like the the reason I was stressed is because I was working to get a body of work together as quickly as possible because uh, I have a potential brand deal or, or a a collaboration with a fashion brand. Okay, I just want to quickly pause again here. Let me just tell you guys, our engagement party was six weeks ago. It's been six, it's been okay. six weeks. And six weeks. Potential brand deal. And he has a potential brand deal and he's got a whole Instagram page populated full of all this stuff. Okay, continue. So, <laughs> so I had 
I had that and that's kind of what had gotten me stressed and I bought the paper so that I could take it to the studio so I could get working on on a, a larger format image and then he'd come in and jump but then I actually just turned around and I was like he doesn't know why I'm angry he's looking up, up at me going like hey dad I, I did something cute well more than that he's going like why are you sad <laughs> and then I'm like I'm sad because you jumped on the paper like and and you, you've got to as quickly as possible try and just rationalize everything and go like I can actually go and get more paper if I need to then I look at the paper and the paper's actually fine and then I'm like there's two sides to a piece of paper so like the side where his little muddy paw print is is actually pretty rad that it's going to be on the underside of somebody's yeah, piece of it's got a story. That's very cool. <laughs> and I, all I had to do was like turn it over the other way, and so it, it became really relevant, really fast. And normally, I can catch myself before um, you fracture your hand. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like before, I get to a point where I'm like really frustrated or whatever. Like I try and dial it back really quickly. And do all of those things before it gets to that point, but it can happen. But it, it's like it's very easy to go from a moment of absolute frustration to a day of frustration mm. to a week of frustration to like a year of frustration. Geez, you know, yeah, and, and actually sink mm. into depression. And I've I've been really depressed in my life. Like I've I've been there, and it's a shitty place to be. And it's a hard place to get out of. And I think like if you've been there and you've gotten out of it to a point where you're at the happiest you've ever been in your life. You know the, the concept, signs, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's more than just recognizing the, the, the signs. It's about if you think of it and I go like worst case scenario, it's like the worst case scenario here is, is I let this be the the spark or the catalyst that leads me back into it. Mm. And I'm going, I'm never going there again. My life is too short and it's too precious for me to go, oh, okay, I might actually be able to get depressed again. I'm going like, like I will fight with everything I've got to make sure that I don't allow my mind to take me back there. So. Okay. So let's let's make it a little bit more like hectic. So obviously, when our cute little puppies um, dig up your your plants or tear up something in the house or ruin your art, it's like it is. It's it's quite easy for me, and hopefully a lot of people. You can you can rationalize that and you can get past that relatively easy. A few deep breaths, mm-hmm. you go, okay, it's just soil. It's just a serviette. It's just my shoe. Whatever. It's just my shoe for the 500th time <laughs> or it's or the one day he ate my my six hours of work making yeah. brioche buns he ate the brioche buns while they were rising near the heater and he ate them and that was that was harder to get over but you know it's easy you get over it ate the banana bread yo the barely ate a whole loaf of banana bread off of the counter when you recipe test yes the whole thing and I didn't even get to try it so I'm so oh, upset it would have been a banger for sure. <laughs> it was the best one that's why he ate the whole thing um but let's say like let's say your mom dies mm-hmm. i know i'm going hectic listen life is hard man people yeah. there's there's it's it's like the point is you can apply the same mentality big or small and obviously not to undermine the loss of anyone ever yeah. 
But what kind of tools could you share with like bigger, bigger life challenges and like disappointments and hurts and fears well, that could spiral okay, so you? So rather than going through a hypothetical, I'll give you a very real, very serious, very like hardcore example of a real life. Like Astrid and I, my wife, we weren't able to have children. And for a very long time, we got to a point where we had attached our happiness or ability to be happy to this idea of if we managed to have children. We spent all our life savings. We did seven rounds of IVF. We tried everything, didn't happen. But then there's a couple of things like you have to be realistic with yourself. You can't just fob everything off and be like, oh, well, well, shit, shit out of mm. luck there. Well, you know, yeah, because hurt is you also can hurt. mourn things. Yeah. So it's like with if in your example of if your mother dies, like you need to be sad. Like that's OK. You just can't always be sad. And you need to be able to find the positive, not in the death of your mother, but in the positive of the time that you had with them or you know or the positive that still remains in your life mm. even though so it might be that you've got this amazing partner and the positive side of that is my mother's died but i've got this amazing person by my side so who's going to help me you. get mm. through it and then you start to appreciate each other more and you know that's what happened with us and then we got to a point where we're saying where I, I go now and I go, there's things in my life that people with children will never be able to experience. I'll never be able to experience what it's like to be a dad, but they'll never be able to experience the bond I've got with my dogs. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying dogs are better than kids or kids are better than dogs. Or, Any, yeah. But they will never be able to because they've got to devote a certain amount of time to their children. So for me that's become so precious in my life that they will never get get to experience that they just can't it also means that i can live my life in a way that they that people with kids can't and i have to get to and i and we got to a point where we're going we've got a beautiful amazing life it also means that i don't ever have to worry will my child get addicted to drugs I'll never have to mourn the death of a child. I'll never have to even think about the prospect of mourning the death of my own child. So lots of parents are fortunate enough never to have to do that. Mm, but it happens. But, okay. But you've also got to think of that. So there's positivity in terms of going like, those are stresses in par parents' lives that I'll never have to go through. So you can take very dark situations and start to go well Build after we've mourned mm. this idea and this this devastation what what has changed what what is it you know um that's shifted in my world and what's good in that so okay yeah i like that i mean it's like it's always like this when we do these sort of discussions because it's always quite obvious when you say that you're right. It's like mm. you have there's beauty left in any in any loss or any like change or any hurt. There, there's always something that you can focus on that's like 
gives you some kind of joy. Yeah. And I and I think it's very easy, you know, being happy is is a little bit like being an athlete or getting fit or something like that. Like you actually have to train yourself. In the same way that an athlete has to eat well, they have to get their mindset right, they have to practice their skills at a level beyond anybody else. Like it's very easy to be mediocre at anything. You know what I mean? But if you want to get better at anything, you've got to obsess over it at a level. If mm. you want to get, you know, the, the further you want to, to go, like the, the more you, more you want obsessed. to practice anything. Yeah. yeah. On the flip side, being negative is very easy. Mm. So by the same example, happiness is is difficult to maintain because it's like the healthy eating side versus fast food. Mm. You know, it's easy to like if I if I'm looking for the bad in something, it's very easy to find that and it's very easy to continually find that. Mm. Especially if you're looking for it, right? It's like all you're looking and, for. And it's easier to happen across it. Mm. Yeah, and the concept of the of the diet is quite good because fast food, very unhealthy, but very easy to get. Healthy food takes more work. Mm, you, know, it all, yeah. you have to like put in more of yourself to get to a healthy diet. And then anybody who diet. eats well, once they've gotten there, they'll t- to talk to you about like the level of vitality in their life and how great they feel and more energy and all of Sleeping that. Sleeping better, everything's, yeah. And it's the same with being positive, but in the same way that it doesn't mean you can't ever eat a cheeseburger, you know. Yeah, because cheeseburgers still, are delicious. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, and I think being like forgiving to yourself in these situations is always also important. Um, like I know I am number one uh, culprit of focusing on the negative. It's like wired into my brain. Obviously, everyone is. It, 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 we spoke in the last podcast. It's like a survival instinct to, to prevent and anticipate the negative. Um, and I have had some great strides in the past couple of weeks and months towards like a happier and, and healthier life and mental health state but there's still bad days right and that's okay like i think well, people they, also they, start it's not just okay i think it's vital it's good to have a shitty day sometimes because it helps put into perspective what a, what a good, what day, a good is. day is yeah, and a good day so true. a good day doesn't have to be something that you've gone and uh done something or gone and you know you don't have to it doesn't have to be a spectacular day it can you can just have a good day mm, yeah. and a good day could be like went to work and but i had a i had a happiness in my life even though it wasn't anything different it's Special, still my yeah. routine i still sat in the traffic but somehow i felt happy throughout the day and i've managed to focus in on that so having the shitty day helps balance it and bring perspective and it's it's not you know i would i just think of it like a shitty day has more weight to it than a happy day mm. so you've got to you got to work really hard to have way more happy days yeah shitty balance. Day because they don't balance one to one yes that's they, so they true will win 
otherwise. Um, yeah. Okay, so do you have a question? No, no, no. Or I a... just uh, struggled the other day, and the, the story has a happy ending. So I've always struggled having a good day if I haven't like done a workout. And usually when I don't do a workout, I don't feel as good and I don't necessarily have a, have a good day. But the other day, I've had, we had a normal day. We did the plunge bath, we did meditation, we did walk, but went to work, but I didn't work out like I usually would and get that dopamine release. Mm-hmm. And after work, my last meeting, I put my laptop down. I was like, hmm, that was a pretty good day. Like, I have nothing to complain about. It was like yeah, a, that's a, a good, good day, feeling. but I didn't have that workout element that substituted that, which is quite interesting. And I feel like a positive mm. move. Yeah. It's, it's also interesting. You go like, oh, like nothing, I've got nothing to complain about. And that's, that's an interesting mindset that we get kind of wired in is when somebody says, how was your day? Almost always people will say, uh, and they stop for a moment and then they think about what went wrong in that day and then they reminisce or, or reflect on those things, right? It's the same as if I go, cool, let's all take a photo together. We take a photo and then everybody looks at it. The first thing everybody does is... Criticize it. At, well, not just it, themselves. themselves they look yeah. at themselves they spot their insecurities and they go like, oh my God, look at my whatever, my nose, you know. I've got a habit of doing, every time there's a photo taken, before anybody can say anything, as soon as they turn around, I go, geez, check how spectacular I look in that photo. (laughs) And and the the shift in, because we all know how that always goes, then all of a sudden, everybody kind of feels like, oh, well, I can't now just, shit on how I look yeah 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 yeah. it's so, almost like a uh, and it just changes positive, positive peer pressure <laughs> yeah because everybody's mindset all of a sudden shifts going and it's best when it's with strangers because they kind of go like oh why is this guy so, so say confident. that like yeah, yeah, who yeah. says that nobody says that but I also go yeah like I'm I'm I do look good because I'm happy and I'm yeah, smiling yeah, yeah. and we're having a fun time. The yeah. whole reason we're taking this photograph is almost always because something rad's happening. Yeah, exactly. We want to capture this moment. And then we go, we go, oh my God, we're having the best time. Let's take a photo, photo. Oh, look at my nose. Like, <laughs> I, like you can't <laughs> yeah, let yeah, yourself yeah. do that. Focus and if you them. go like, rather look at that photo and go, look how much fun we're having. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be able to remember what's happening right now you know so that shift in mindset when somebody goes like how was your day if you stop immediately going to what happened negative that doesn't mean like if your day was a train wreck but your breakfast was nice you should be like well my breakfast was really nice but I lost my business I was declared bankrupt (laughs) and go well I suppose it was still a good day yeah I know I mean realistic yeah but if you look at it, you know, most things people worry about never happen. We know all these things now. And yet we still kind of allow ourselves to fall back on these. This, how was your day? Oh, it was, it was okay, but this happened, mm. you know. And I, I, I suffered of, from OCD for a long time. And the only way, there's no 
um, medication or treatment outside of sort of cognitive behavioral therapy. And you have to learn how to talk to yourself and, and kind of manage your brain and your thinking and, mm. and get control of your thoughts. And I think that's one of the things is because your brain is kind of against you in such a debilitating way when you've got OCD, when you get out the other side, you, you've learned that and it, it's the same thing. It's like you're going, I can choose to focus on what happened that was good in my day mm. without mm. having to negate what didn't go right. But very few people are going like, if you guys come home, you're not really going like, hey, what were the shit parts of your day? You know, let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. focus on those. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's it's slow in the beginning and then all of a sudden it's you you look at the world and you go like it's pretty rad. If you stop at almost any moment, like if people are listening now and they stopped and if they're in their car or whatever, yeah, you're in the traffic or whatever, but if you look at the the person to the side of you you're probably going you know what like it's actually pretty rad and you can think of it on micro level or macro level you go like like that's also quite a fun thing is like you think of things macro you go like i'm this little being this little <laughs> animal this little ape in a car which is already <laughs> mental concept why we and we're all driving around and then you look at other people and you try and you look at like what do I look like to other people <laughs> I think about that quite often right yeah. and then it changes and then you you know it, it becomes quite a fun exercise yeah. quite a fun like thing I do this all the time I must say that like positive language and positive framing has been one of the biggest like impacts for me as well yeah. I, I had this like life coaching session with a friend and he said to me I've noticed on your Instagram that you're in a bad place <laughs> and yeah. I was like well that is quite shameful but um, he just said he, he pulled up a post and he read it and he was like listen to how this sounds and it was mm. just like negative after negative after negative after negative and then he said to me like you know, strangers read this. Your staff probably read this. Mm. Your your mom probably reads this. And very often, okay, in the in in the lately, especially, I've been like only really pushing that out because it's how I feel all the time and how I was feeling. And he said, okay, there's four questions that you can use when you really think that you're having like the shittest day or the shittest year or whatever. First question is, is it true? Like, is this the shittest day that you could have had? Is it true? Is it real? Yeah. Second question is, is it really fucking true? Like, is it really? Are you, can you without a doubt say that this is the worst day or the worst time or the worst whatever year that you've had? Number three is, um, what would you do if it wasn't true? Or what would happen if it wasn't true? And how are you going to show up now? What are you going to do? Like, what are you, you going to do now about it? Yeah, I think I got that, them a little bit wrong. But, but that's the crux of it. It's like, even when people identify that they're doing these things, so that's, that's, that's the cognitive behavioral therapy thing. It's like, 
you have to also decide that you want to be better. Mm. Like you, mm. you want to fight the impulse for OCD. It's like you have to fight that impulse so badly mm. because everybody who's got it knows that they're doing it and they know that it doesn't make sense. I know that if I touch one side of my face, I don't have to touch the mm. other side. I know nothing's going to happen. But you have to train your brain to lower that anxiety by itself. Mm. And it's the same thing. You know, my, my go-to one in, in line with that is like, what is the worst case scenario? Like when something starts going wrong, is the client going to leave? Are they actually going to cancel? Or are they maybe just having a shitty day and they're taking it out on me? You know? Or do they maybe not think it's such a terrible concept that we've just pitched to them and maybe the, like tomorrow they'll be like, oh, let's you know, take me through it again. But then the worst case scenario is they do leave. It does mean I can't pay the rent. It does mean that the business closes and I go, well, I, I built it up to here where we are now anyway. So like how would I not have faith that I could do it again? Not only that, I can now do it again like if you think yeah. of like your business how much you've learned if you were to do it again in anything you go oh geez i would have done it 100 like, better so many <laughs> so much better yeah i would be totally different so, so immediately but you know what i mean so the worst case scenario is almost always not very bad yeah mm considering it is the worst case mm. so the absolute which means it is very very unlikely to ever happen and if that's the worst case immediately i go like ah, that's not so bad so yeah I'm not gonna be too i like excited. that what's the worst case scenario mm. okay that's a good okay so we've got some but tools wait, and there's other, the other one there's another is one. you were talking about negative language and it's so ingrained into us and we do it um without knowing so we say to somebody even when we're being nice or positive or whatever we go you know don't forget to phone your mom for your for your birthday immediately we're saying like don't forget as opposed to remember mm. and because like we we write a lot of copy and i I edit a lot of copy and read a lot of copies. So always, like the first thing I look for is negative words. And like, can we reframe all of that from a positive mm, point of view? Especially in advertising. I mean, yeah. although um, I have like a problem with the... We have a hardy does. Yeah, sorry about the hardy does, guys. We don't have a sound booth the here. Hot, the hardy does are rad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. It is. Put it okay. It's perfect example. Perfect like, example. Don't like. Who don't cares? apologize because <laughs> the Hardy Dars are rad. They are rad. People might be going, "What the hell is that noise? That's crazy!" <laughs> and then you can tell them a story about these prehistoric-looking birds that are in South Africa, just in your like, just in your yelling, yelling the whole time. Yelling. That's that are, like, afraid of heights so or true. something. And anybody who's listening to it, who's maybe not was from south africa and is now living somewhere else like that sound will immediately bring them joy because oh, it's like this nostalgic so you see so, but that's the point like yeah but it's very easy to go like oh like this podcast doesn't have to be recorded in a soundproof that's true like, that's true fuck that it that adds no real value to anybody listening to it 
That's true. In fact, that hot ER making noise is of more value than a perfect studio. So there's like negative language, immediate, like... I've got a lot of work, but work to do. Such no, a we all do. And, uh, you know, people do it to their kids all the time. Like kids walking through with a tray for like mom's birthday, breakfast. <laughs> don't drop bed. it. <laughs> yeah. Don't spill. Like the kid's watching the meniscus of the tea. <laughs> and he's putting everything into it. And then somebody's like, hey, don't spill. And he's like, what do you think I'm doing? I'm trying. I'm putting 100% of my brain into trying to work my legs at the same time as not spilling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. It's crazy. I must say one of the biggest, so one of the times I've used this well has been recently. So obviously Lawrence and I don't really drink alcohol anymore. We do, but not like, not teetotalers, but very seldom. Yeah. And obviously in any social occasion, yeah, I know, I should mm. want to ask whether this happens with you, but, or what you say. So in most social situations where people offer you a drink or whatever, um, <laughs> I was not smooth there at all. Brett just got up. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was just getting my hoodie. <laughs> um, in like, in social situations, birthdays, whatever, even at our engagement party, people were like, shots and things and champagne and have drinks and I want to buy you a drink or whatever. And my response in the past has always been like, oh, I'm, I'm like trying not to drink or I'm going to detox or I don't want to drink because of blah, 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 whatever. And, Nowadays, it's been more like, um, I'm having water, so no thank you. Like, not apologizing yeah. for not drinking. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a bizarre concept. And it is. And I think South Africans are, are worse at it. But women, I know, especially, and I, I, I particularly am quite terrible at, like, constantly apologizing to everyone for everything that I'm doing or not doing or whatever. And I think that mentality of being defensive and ashamed is also the same like negative it comes it all comes out of like a negative yeah um core viewpoint right and no. yeah so now so we've gone deep i again, try and but... flip it around so when people say that to me i go no i get this this is my personality without drinking <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean and then people are like oh so it kind of it, it somewhat throws it back at them like going like, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. I go, no, 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 I'll have more fun than you without getting drunk. You know? <laughs> and then like, people start to question, like, why are they saying this? Yeah. Without, so it's, I mean, it's a little bit passive aggressive, but that's also a little, it's a little bit Not in my nature, but I'll but, find my own way to, <laughs> to but, say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, but it, it's really anchoring on my side of that conversation going, don't try and pressure me into drinking. Mm. I don't want to. I do when I... I do when I do and I do when I feel like because I don't believe in absolutes like I, I'm not a non-drinker I just don't usually very rarely yeah. drink and you know that whole mm. like way that you're saying I'll have more fun than you or like I'm this is my personality it is passive aggressive but it's also affirming that you are going to have a good time yeah as opposed to apologizing for not fitting into someone else's worldview which is a negativity yes and then you and, and you feel guilty and you're like oh yeah. but it's also saying like just because I'm not drinking doesn't mean I'm judging you and it doesn't mean we can't all have fun and it doesn't mean it can't get loud and laughing and yeah. joking and yeah I'm saying I'm going to participate in all of that don't worry about me you don't have to um, you don't have to 
bring me into that part of it, I'm not going to sit on the sideline and judge you. Yeah. I'm here for the same reason. I'm also here in the celebration. Yes, yes. I'm you also just here have, to different, have a party. Different ways of doing it. And that's like, yeah. Yeah. And maybe later I'll have a drink, but it might also be in three months' time. Yeah. When I next have a drink. <laughs> yeah. It might be in five maybe later than like, three months. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's kind that's of how cool. it is, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's when you let people know where you stand without being like defensive like going oh no I don't drink mm. like you can say it like oh no thanks like whatever but when somebody's coming at you going like oh just have a drink have a drink you know you can also just sort of stand in and be like right hang on like we're still gonna have fun here don't drink I don't feel like drinking now and then immediately then is not to to sit and be like this drunk prick always does this pissing you off you go yeah like, yeah yeah you're drawing boundaries so that you don't actually have you to go, feel right, that let's way let's like deal with this yeah and then let's move it aside and then especially with drunk people like they're so easy like the, the one the, the biggest problem with drunk people is they don't realize how obnoxious they, they are yeah and what they, but also how easy they are to to work with in a way. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so I was trying to stay away from manipulate because it's like from a positive a negative, point of view. Sorry, so I'm, I, going, oh. I'm going like, I'm not trying to manipulate you. I'm going... Manage. Manage, perfect mm. word. So I'm going, right, this is, hey, that's, that's where we're at. Like, I'm going to be firm on this. Like, let's cut that out. But then immediately be like, you literally just have to... <laughs> It's like a like a dog. You just have to be like, look over there, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> you know? So it, it yeah. just has to be like, start a conversation, yeah, and yeah, they'll yeah. start talking because immediately, like, they pass that, or you, uh, oh, I love this song, and yeah. immediately they they're, they're beyond it, and then then you've moved on, and yeah. they're kind of like, oh, and they work out what's happened. I think that this mentality, I know we have to wrap this up soon, can be applied. Outside of this, like, drinking story, right? So I'm li- listening to everything that you're saying and thinking about... Because I don't often encounter this situation because we don't really go out that much. Mm. Um, or at least people don't pressure us that much. But whatever. Yeah. But if I think about, like, something that Lawrence is doing around the house that upsets me. Yeah. If you apply the same logic where you're like, listen, XYZ is a, a problem, but then, like not dwell sit because I have a tendency to uh, sit and go like okay we need to unpack this and then I need to be sorry because I've confronted you and I feel guilty and I'm like stressing because I'm like this little internalizing fucking imploding emotional mess all the time but if I approach it like that and went okay so sorry you said you're a beautifully emotional <laughs> person who yeah. who likes yeah. to say it like it, it well. is and <laughs> And unpack things. Yes. Cool. So that sounds I'm like seeing. nine different things a therapist would tell you to be. We're having this um, <laughs> this wonderful podcast about being positive and using positive language. And every time I open my mouth, I'm not doing that. You mean like right now? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I have a story. Yes. About whenever someone says I'm sorry, mm. whenever they bump me or we're at the coffee shop, or I always say stop apologizing so much. Oh, I shouldn't say stop apologizing. I should say stop apologizing. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't always... Uh, yeah, you can't always be like... 
What's the right thing to say? Because I want to put them in that mood of, oh, that's like, because when you scooch past someone or you just pass someone and bump someone with Maybe you don't bullies, need to apologize. Everyone says, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know how to I'm phrase sorry. that. Yeah. Ah. This is how much work we need to do. I don't even say one sentence yeah. without being negative. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I mean, I don't know what, what the exact response needs to be, but I, I always just typically just start like, smiling and laughing and we end up talking about something completely different or mm. um, I will often say something sarcastic just because it's in my nature sometimes so I'll be like yeah well it's about time you apologize <laughs> <laughs> what? and then they laugh and then, you know and then kind of they realize that there was a silly thing to apologize for mm. so you know because that's I, the I message I want to carry yeah. through so like, for me I normally do it with something like that um, I'm not somebody yeah it's probably going like well that's really like the worst thing to do whatever, but. yeah but there's there's also something to be said about owning yourself and not always apologizing for that either so some person yeah. is going to always think you're a bit of a dick there is always going to be someone oh, who doesn't like you and that's okay like yeah. you don't well, have to be okay. like yeah I, exactly like, uh, that's fine because that also makes me feel like I'm being real and that doesn't mean you can actively be a dick knowingly and just it's like it's me i'm first and fuck the world yeah that's no, something completely different of course. but um there is something about being able to be yourself and accept that 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 you are not everybody's friend and not everybody's cup of tea mm. and and that that's cool because that means you're like worthy of you know, it goes both ways. And when you see other people, like if I see some people and like they're not actively being a dick, but they come across as a bit of a dick, then I like I just look at those people with like wonder. I'm like, I wonder what that person's life is, or like with a curiosity mm. about them. And I'm like, I wonder why, why you like. Yeah, I get why that. Why is that person so sad today? Because <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I hear. Why that. are they shouting at that lady? You know at the counter while they're getting their coffee i get yeah and then immediately we'll go and be like so i'm way more upset than they are <laughs> then like, Cute. Laughs, and then immediately you know um you help them like not yeah also go, yeah i also oh, love those little next? moments where you're like yeah you know it's a shame that you guys are obviously having a bad day yeah <laughs> uh but so there was one thing you were talking about where we were talking about the drinking thing and like pressurizing and, and that whole moment and then to bringing it back to a home setting and something mm. that somebody does at home. The one distinction there that's important is that somebody you meet for a moment is very different to how you handle the person you live with all the time. Mm. So my friend's spouse who's a drunk who becomes a pain in the ass how i how i have to deal with them is very different to my wife yeah who's my everything so if i do something that that pisses her off or vice versa it's not about sitting and and the emotional wreck and unpack it all or whatever there's but there is an important way that you have to make sure that you're not doing that or that they've come to terms with you. Like you need to balance those from both yeah. sides because 
that can fester and that can become like something serious. Yeah, something really stage. bad. Like it is worth working through no, some of those things. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I more just meant like if you address something and then move past move it. swiftly on to something oh, positive and, immediately yeah. and that's about that's working more like, out the yeah. magnitude of the problem yes yeah. so if it's something that just like irks you so i i will do things and then astrid will be like well please don't do that and i'll be like well i can just do that like, <laughs> you know in my mind and then i'm going well but you could also just not do that because it's not something that's important you know what i mean it's not like she's asking me to change my my religion or the way i eat like yeah it, yeah it, yeah i gotta go like like so like i'm just gonna change that because it's because it matters to her even if it's yeah even if it's a somewhat unreasonable thing she's not trying to change me she's just going like for some reason, like when you don't quite close close a cupboard door, it drives me mad. And it might, like whatever it is, okay? <laughs> so, well, that's for me. Like if, like if the door's not closed properly, like, it drives me mad. That's I not it. And I leave everything you, open. Oh, you leave it open. I leave everything yeah. open. There's but cupboard then, doors open everywhere. <laughs> and then you look at it and you go, well, I can actually just go and make sure that, or try harder. And like, and then the flip is, flip side is the other person going okay they leave it open every now and again so it's not then taking the opportunity to like ha you left it open i've asked you and then you make that a thing yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. they used to leave it open all the time now they leave it open on occasion that's the occasion that they forgot about it yeah the reason they forgot about it is probably because there's way more important things going on in their life when their mind or they're distracted whatever so then to take that as an opportunity to attack them 100%. means it's a really bad time to be attacking them about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I think we're going to wrap this up soonish because yeah. you, you did say you need to be elsewhere in, be my mom. in some minutes. So what I would like from you as a, as a closing, mm. and I don't know if there ever was a young Brett that was very opposite to where you are now um but oh, if, i was a very angry child okay so he if you if you met little young brett now cut and destroy his body in pain i was a very angry sad young boy at the time okay yeah lexi yeah. little lexi was also i think little lawrence was also quite sad <laughs> i think he's still got a little bit, little bit <laughs> angry but um what would you like you were in the elevator with them and you had like one thing to say yeah. about being positive because that's actually the episode <laughs> about all life. Yeah. About staying positive throughout the, the the waves of life. What would it be? Well, I think it's don't rob yourself of what is so great in the world and what is so beautiful in the world and what is so exciting in the world and what's so funny in the world because it's easy to be focus on not the, not like the serious stuff but it's that the not serious stuff that you rob yourself as well like the little laugh and the what, the coffee shop interaction that makes mm. you laugh like don't rob yourself of all of that to be so serious about something negative and something shitty when you know that you can move past it and then not rob yourself of the next fun and exciting beautiful moment. beautiful moment that's mm. about to happen because that's what happens you 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 can drag that negative one out for as long as 
you want, especially the, I'm separating out mourning and really bad things. Yeah. I'm talking about the, the like, oh, you know, that happened. This, this, my, my computer won't switch on properly. Like I complain about all my move past that really fast Mm. so that you rob yourself of as little time to see the good, funny, obscure, beautiful in the world. I love that. Oh, got goosebumps. <laughs> ah, la la. <laughs> All right. And you? Uh, and me? Well, I feel like I'm not really. Oof. <laughs> not the spot to you're on. <laughs> I think um, what what is helpful to me is that that zooming out kind of mentality. Like, what does this moment really mean? Like when I look back on my life, am I going to be thinking about these these moments? Because it's not. It's not what you're thinking about. So why are you dwelling on it so much? And I think that's something that I struggle with. I'm not saying I'm this. Hey guys, do this because it works. I'm going to try and do that because I do think that it is. It's about life is so short, man, and we've yo we've we've, we've got too much shit already. Like there's already, there's enough there's enough sadness in the world to sit and now fight with your partner about something silly or, or dwell on the fact that business is so bad whatever it is like mm. in the bigger picture you're not going to look back on these two years and think about all that bad shit you're going to remember the fact that we got engaged and we got two dogs and we lived in Joburg before we wherever moved all yeah. over the world and did all the things and mm. and hang out with happy people yeah that That's that is definitely that is definitely a good nugget there you too. know take dedicate your time with people that are going to give you what you need out of life. Mm. Yeah, that is, it's true. And it's something I've definitely even felt when spending time with very negative cyclic people, Mm. it drains you. It does drain, it takes all your energy. And it it is um, hard to do that and then still remain, you like fill your cup, you know? Mm. Over to Lawrence for the last liner. Mm. My personal takeaway from everything that we've discussed and everything that you do is, except for the obvious, how your day is, is all in your control. 100%. So make it good. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. This was fun. What a great episode. Yeah. Thank you so much Thanks. for joining us. Hopefully we'll have gonna, you online again. I'm going to come podcast every time. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, well, hopefully we'll hear more from Brett. This is Lexi, Lawrence, Brett. and Brett Yay. coming to you from Under the Bogan Villa. Under the Bogan Villa. Villa.